Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait. You look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money. A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. For exclusive podcasts and more, sign up at Patreon.com slash Partners in Crime Media. This week's Lana... Oh... This week's Lawn Order Marathon winner is Kirsten Morrill of Calgary, Alberta. Kirsten will get a marathon decal showing she watched 26.2 hours of her favorite crime show. To be next week's winner, sign up at lawnorderpodcast.com. I'm Kevin Flynn with Rebecca Lavoie and Kimberly, and these are their stories. You think you know who did it, but you don't know who did it. Law and order, law and order, law and order. It's no ordinary Welcome to These Are Their Stories, the podcast about network TV's most enduring crime franchise and the real-life cases that inspired their shows. I'm Kevin Flynn. Each podcast will break down an episode from either Criminal Intent SVU or Original Recipe. And today we're looking at Special Victims Unit Season 15, Episode 20, Beast's Obsession. Amaro, what's your partner doing? She's going after Lewis. It's going to end this. That's exactly what he wants. Joining me to do just that is true crime author and the host of Crime Writers On and Netflix's You Can't Make This Up podcast, Rebecca Lavoy. Hello, Rebecca. I brought cupcakes. Delicious. I can't <laughs> wait to eat the frosting off of them and nearly die. Uh, rounding out our panel is our special guest from the Date with Dateline podcast. It's Kimberly. Hi, Kimberly. I'm not happy. You're not happy because <laughs> you didn't get cupcakes? My first two episodes of the show that when I was on your podcast were about incest. And I felt like I had to publicly announce that I do not <laughs> condone incest. And then you give me the darkest, most traumatic episode by far, for me at least. Hmm. I am still traumatized from the first time I saw this episode. Also, I was promised Barba. Hmm. Barbaless. What did you do? Why did you do this to I her? I screwed her over pretty bad, I guess. You did. You did. He's in the opening credits. I got all excited. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, he doesn't care that Olivia is in grave danger. His name got no. mentioned once. That's yeah. true. Yeah, he that happened. Yes. I think he yes. was on Broadway at the time, and they're just like, he's in his office really busy fighting for this. Justice. Yeah. He's Justice. getting all those warrants for all those cell phone traces. <laughs> Kimberly, in addition to podcasting, you have a side business where you do inappropriate cross stitches. <laughs> Tell us about that. I do. I've made some for you guys. Yes. Sure, you have, yeah. Most of them say the F word, things like that. Mm -hmm. Happy effing holidays. I don't cuss on our podcast, so it's hard for me to cuss on other podcasts. Oh, you can do it. Bring it on. By the way, it's called Stitches Be Crazy. Yes. yes. And crazy with a K, right? Yes, because with a C was taken. And my <laughs> with a K, so... That's how that worked. <laughs> I want to know, can you do one that says, I still like William Lewis better than Peter Stone? <laughs> <laughs> Any day of the week. 
remind us, Kimberly, of all the franchises. Which two cops are your favorite Law & Order detective team? Favorite Law & Order detective team. I've been enjoying Rollins lately when she's not gambling. I like her. Yeah. <laughs> she's thinking about gambling. When she's not all up in her vices. Yeah. <laughs> I like her. Her hair has also improved tremendously the last couple of seasons. It's been really nice. Yeah. Yeah, she knows what she's doing with her bangs, finally. She knows what she's doing with her bangs. Speaking of, we have a Lieutenant Murphy's in this one, so <laughs> speaking of Rollins' bangs, we'll get to that. Kimberly, remind us, as if we have to ask, who's your uh, favorite prosecutorial team? Favorite law and order, district attorney prosecutorial team. Um, it rhymes with Arba. <laughs> <laughs> now let's look at the first half of this episode, Special Victims Unit, Season 15, Episode 20, Beast Obsession. Just a note, because of the two-part season premiere, some streaming services list this as episode 19, which has fucked with our episode listings for years and has elicited a lot of know-it-all tweets. Yeah. So thanks. <laughs> yeah. Hulu, it's 19. Peacock, it's 20. <laughs> no one has Peacock. It's fine. <laughs> I love the overly confident tweets. Yeah. Yes. I have Peacock. I mean, we have everything, but whatever. So we begin by seeing a woman baking cupcakes covered in chocolate frosting, filled with crushed pills. Then the woman is in the visiting room at a prison giving the cupcakes to murdering Benson tormentor William Lewis. After eating the cupcakes, he passes out, is rushed to the hospital where he dies, comes back to life 15 minutes later, then kills a guard, rapes and binds a nurse, escapes in her car, and gets on FaceTime with Olivia to say he's coming for her her cell phone purse car keys all missing we have an alert out on her vehicle which is a white camry new york plates n s don't even bother he'll ditch you before he escapes manhattan he may not be leaving manhattan well why would you say that because he called me this morning from the nurse's cell phone he said that he misses me which is precisely why i've been ordered to take command of this unit benson wants to lead the manhunt but lieutenant declan murphy is assigned to temporarily take over the unit Finn finds the laced pastries and learns his girlfriend had been the foreman of his jury. Rollins and Amaro rush to Lewis's doctor's house to find her dead on the floor. Upstairs, they recover her teen daughter, Lauren, tied up in the closet, who says Lewis kidnapped her younger sister, Amelia. At the hospital, Lauren delivers a message to Olivia from Lewis. Tell him what he wants to hear. She tells Murphy that Lewis wants her to confess that during her captivity, when she beat him with a metal bar, Lewis was already handcuffed to the bed and defenseless. As Lewis kills the driver and switches cars again, he calls Benson at the station, offering to spare Amelia if she confesses to her misconduct on the news. His call was coming from Roosevelt Island, and they trace his phone to the Sky Tram. Rollins and Amaro move in to arrest Lewis on the car, but he left the phone there in Amelia's backpack, the beast has slipped away again. Hmm. Okay, so here's the quality of the hospital. Okay. The guy comes in with some in some kind of distress, dies, and then has to bring himself back to life <laughs> 10 minutes later. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> but he did have a heart attack, though. That's what we thought at first, but then I got his toxicology back. The guy should still be dead. He had like three grams of propanolol in his system. It's like 150 times the therapeutic dose. Good way to get yourself transferred out of Rikers. Well, you know, Kevin, Bellevue is well known for its quality. You know, that's why it's used as a reference in like every bad hospital joke in the world. I would really like to meet the 
medical technical advisor for this episode. <laughs> I would like to meet the continuity advisor for this episode because I have a question. What's that? When we get back to the station, we hear the whole timeline of events. He goes to the hospital where he dies. Yeah. He wakes up. He somehow convinces the guard who is dead to let him out of his handcuffs. <laughs> who told them that? Because that guard is dead and that nurse has not yet woken up from being knocked unconscious. Oh, there are a lot of reality bending questions here. <laughs> when did William Lewis become like Michael Myers? Like he can't be killed. Like I think yeah. you could chop his head off and he'd like plop it back on and then go after Benson again. Also, that guard had one job. Look at that yeah. guy and keep exactly. him in cuffs. Yeah. <laughs> this whole thing is really his fault. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, how did Lewis and his chippy know exactly how much medication to put in the mm -hmm. frosting that would kill him just enough so he could come back to life? Like, just the tip, but for dying. <laughs> I just assumed he would just eat the cupcakes until it started knocking him out, right? Right. She he gave him six. But how did he die? The dying is so unnecessary. It isn't like while he was dead, everybody turned their back, and that's when he sneaked out. He died. He came back to life. They kept him overnight, and that's when he killed the guard. He could have just gotten really sick. He could have just sick. gotten really sick. It feels very like Harry Potter, like someone had to technically die, but then they come back to life, So that, but it counted to break the spell or something. Yeah, the cupcakes were his horcrux. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Maybe he had to have an illness that was bad enough to get him out of the hospital infirmary and into the real hospital where he could escape more easily. Death would do that. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. you know, waking up from death would do that. Oh, yeah. Well... <laughs> It would also make him a medical miracle. Yes. So. <laughs> Lazarus, right? By the way, when Lewis falls from his bunk bed, the cellmate is reading a nudie magazine. Yes. You can tell because he's holding it sideways. I couldn't make out the fake title of the magazine, but I could read what the articles were on the cover. Yeah. <laughs> One was Ho Ho Ho's. <laughs> so seasonal. And the other was I Did A-Rod. Nice. <gasps> I'm glad they're keeping it real. You know how we know that's true? Because everyone did A-Rod. Because she got a gift bag. She got a gift bag. You're thinking of Jeter. <laughs> so later, Finn and a guard search Lewis's cell, and the guard is pulling all the blankets and all the pillows, and the at the very end, he finds the plate of cupcakes wrapped in yellow cellophane. What's that? Inmates can get food from the outside in here? Where'd these come from, Carlos? I got no idea. Wouldn't the first thing he heard be the crackle of that giant yellow cellophane plate? Yes. Next yes. question. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, Kimberly, you know that cellmate would have totally eaten the rest of those cupcakes. That cellmate had a spiderweb neck tattoo and a teardrop on his face. I don't trust him to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> I have made many a people mad by complaining about neck tattoos. Yes. And once again, that may be confirmation bias, but he has confirmed yes. all of my theories. If I were a guard, I would not eat a fucking thing somebody brought me. Not that lady. That no. lady has crazy eyes. Those could be the cupcakes from The Help. <laughs> By the way, if the girlfriend, uh, Bronwyn Freed, if she looks familiar, this character is because she was the foreman of the yes. jury that convicted Lewis in the first place. Her character would come back as the girlfriend to serial killer medical examiner Carl Rudnick and help him escape with serial killer Greg Yates. So she has a thing for getting guys out. She does. Yeah. She likes a bad boy. She likes a bad boy. She says Lewis was wrongfully convicted. By you! Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
Couldn't you have like done a little something more? She was in charge of the convicting yeah. of him. She was the four person. She doesn't have to convict. 12, 11 other people to she just alone could do it. She says one of my favorite lines, I think, ever. She goes, I have a prescription. I have a prescription. I get stage fright during my mandolin auditions. (laughs) (laughs) Because nothing is better than a stoned mandolin player. That's right. Yeah, I need these laxatives. I get bound up during my accordion performances. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to get so many tweets from angry accordion players. (laughs) They get hurt by that. Do they ever? Oh, squeeze off. Look, they're getting ready for this manhunt, and Murphy comes in. Yeah. Which we've seen once before. This was in the Rollins gambling undercover thing, right? Uh, He comes in, and he says he's taking over because... You can't be in charge of a manhunt when you're the target of the man you were hunting. That's the most logical fucking thing anyone's ever said on this uh, TV show. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes, you know what else makes sense? What? Getting protection when a serial killer rapist is after you. You know what does not make sense? What? Saying, I do not want protection when a serial killer rapist is after me. Why does that happen in every cop show... Olivia Benson, why does that happen? Why don't they it want protection? It on um, the organized crime, too. Yeah. They had this politician who's, they're like, there is a mobster out to get you. And he's like, you don't even know how many people hate me. It's fine. I don't need any protection. <laughs> Cut to his wife being murdered. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's super yeah. ridiculous. I would be they're like. so prideful. Yeah. Put me in a steel box and surround yes. it with angry Doberman pinchers. Please. <laughs> yeah. Immediately do that. Like, leave me with Netflix inside. That's all. All yeah. I need, I will be in there as long as it takes. Like, do not let me in the world with Lewis running around out there. I also don't get the people fighting over cases. Like in any other profession, if someone swooped in and was like, I'm going to take this job from you, you'd be like, go for it. Exactly. I'm going to go to brunch. I'm at brunch. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. But here they're like, no, it's my case. I want to work 24 hours a day on this. Yes. I want to collate those copies. No, I'm going to collate those copies. <laughs> I'd like to hold the meeting today. Please. <laughs> I want to get the cupcakes for the party. I want to rearrange the PowerPoint slides. (laughs) So we have a Hey, It's That Guy. Sure we do. Hey, It's That Guy. Who's playing the worst character ever, William Lewis? I am an agent of change. I alter the trajectory of people's lives. They might have hopes and dreams before they meet me, but then, then they run into me. Life as they knew it is gone. Who is it, Rebecca? It's Ray Donovan's brother, Pablo Schreiber. Yeah, 13 Law & Order Universe appearances, including eight as Lewis. Uh, He had got an Emmy nomination for Orange is the New Black as the prison guard named Pornstache, which I think probably describes anyone with a mustache. Yes. Oh, yeah. So for playing this role and also for the role of Pornstache, he won the Young Hollywood Awards We Love to Hate You Award. Nice. Yeah. I was thinking, will he ever be cast as a good guy? Ever. Well, would you like to know what his new role is? Yes, I would love to. He ended up getting really, really buff. He is, you know, for video game fans, this will be familiar. He's going to be appearing in the live action adaptation of Halo as Master Chief. Really? Yeah. So the thing that your teenage kids have spent more hours on than their homework. Screaming their friends. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Go, Pablo, go! (laughs) Go get him! (laughs) That's really cool. 
Pablo Schreiber is half brother to Liv Schreiber. Liv Schreiber. Yes. Oh. Uh, there is a Ray Donovan movie coming out. We do a little uh, Ray Donovan impression, yes. don't we, Ray and Abby? Ray, come on, Ray. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> ask, ask Ray uh, Donovan to do something he doesn't want to do. Ray, can we move out of Calabasas, please? Mm. <laughs> Still the thing with his eyes and shoulders. Like, I'm not. Going I'm gonna there. have to watch the show to confirm. Yeah, the yeah. It's the whole show is well. The first yeah. couple seasons of the show is just her being mad at Ray and Ray going. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds delightful. We have a repeat offender. Repeat offender. Donald Logue. Donald Logue, yes. The suspect is considered armed and dangerous. Do not attempt to approach him. Fortunately, this time he doesn't do his horrible undercover Irish accent. Unnecessary <laughs> undercover Irish accent. Which is amazing because his mother is actually an Irish uh, national. I mean, we can talk about this. Kimberly, you've seen the undercover episodes, right? Yeah, yeah. Why? Like, why does he have to have the Irish accent? Like, there's no reason. That he's, not, he's not in Ireland. Like, he's in New York. <laughs> <laughs> he's the Irish pimp. Uh, extraordinaire. Why? Because nobody <laughs> in Brooklyn knows any Irish pimps. He must be legit. I feel like if you want to be undercover, you want to make yourself less noticeable as possible. And having an Irish brogue in the middle of like New York City makes you very recognizable. How about holding a press conference <laughs> and then going undercover? Going back undercover. Yeah. Did you recognize that horrible actor playing Dr. Abraham? No. We did CPR for about 15 minutes. I pronounced him dead. Two minutes later, he auto-resuscitates. Uh, they call it the Lazarus effect. That's Shia Rabowski. 233 Law & Order Universe appearances. What? what? Two as an actor. He is the medical technical advisor for the three oh. franchises. Oh. You tricked us. Yeah. He's the guy that's, yeah, a person could go into a coma until the second commercial break. Hmm. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> By the way, he has, like you said, two acting appearances, one as this doctor, the other as a rabbi. Nice. So he was wearing a yarmulke because he I was. kept okay. trying to zoom in and see, is that rabbi an Orthodox Jew? <laughs> yes. Okay. Because I couldn't tell if his hair was just very shiny and flat on top or yeah. if it were some. He was one of my people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was thinking, why couldn't this guy have come in on a Saturday? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have been here. Uh, we do have a Hey, It's That Girl. We do? Hey, it's that girl. Yeah, do you recognize the actress playing Lewis's former defense attorney, Martha Marin? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, it'd be hard to find her because uh, she was in all the earlier Lewis episodes. She's only in this because we see her face in the framed yeah, photograph. I was going to say, she's dead. Still got the... No, she actually... She didn't die. She just wasn't there. Oh, I thought she was on the we floor somewhere. No, <laughs> no. We see the framed photograph of her. And so she gets, I guess by you know union rule, she gets screen credit. But that was Renee Elise Goldberry. No. From Hamilton? 2021 Emmy nominee for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Limited Series as Angelica Schuyler in Hamilton. Oh, very cool. I Totally missed that. But also, why does Olivia know where his former defense attorney lives? It's fucking stupid detail. Yeah. yeah. Did they like have lunch one day or go to dinner? <laughs> was she invited to dinner? I don't understand. They share an Uber. Yeah. Uh, she was also a two time daytime Emmy nominee as Evangeline on One Life to Live. Yep. You knew that. Well, I knew she was a soap actress. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she's got a Tony and a Grammy Award. Uh, she is in Peacock TV's new comedy, Girls 5 Eva. Yes. Yeah, that's it's a '90s girl band that reunites as adults 
to the girls forever. It's girls five ever. Yeah, I got that It's joke. a Tina Fey yeah. thing. Here's the lyrics to their song, Dream Girl. Butterfly tat flying up our back. All we want to watch is you play darts. <laughs> got big doe eyes that you can swim in. Love watching stand up, but not by women. Oh. Running in pumps, never taking dumps, and my feet are a child size four. Dream girlfriend. All right. It's kind of funny, the show. Yeah, there's also some line about um, she's the dream girlfriend because her father's dead and he won't ask you any questions. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so when they roll up at the doctor's house, by the way, good guess of all the people in the world where he'd go after, the first one would be the one physician who actually helped him at trial and during <laughs> his incarceration. Right. So Amaro knows that Lewis has been there because he sees a can of an energy drink. Yep. That he drank. By the way, I looked really close. It's five crazy. Yeah, like yeah, not so four uh-huh. loco. Not so four loco. <laughs> yeah. Five times crazy. That's what yep, it was. I noticed that because he buys them later at the gas station. <laughs> it's his brand of energy drink. They thought, oh, he must be there. Not the stolen car in the driveway or the dead body on the floor. You know what I think when I see Lewis? What's that? Dude needs more energy. He needs to get more, <laughs> he needs to get more amped. <laughs> I love that they don't have him like doing cocaine or anything. It's just like no energy drinks. <laughs> Energy drinks do it. I did want to say that when Rollins is clearing the house, she does the most piss poor job I've ever seen. She literally opens a closet, look, doesn't push a single thing out of the way. It's like clear and then opens a bedroom door, does not even go into the bedroom and says clear, like doesn't go under the bed, nothing. Clear. No wonder Murphy is like, do you mind if I just go ahead of you and do this myself? Yeah, no wonder. Yeah. We think he's being sexist. He's actually just being responsible. Uh huh. Sometimes you can be sexist and right. (laughs) (laughs) So why does he have to like wreck every single house he walks into? It's like he walks into every house like a gorilla. Yeah. Ripping things out of the fridge. He's like Axl Rose, like trashing a hotel room. (laughs) Yeah. Even the pictures on the wall were crooked. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? Pans out of the cabinets. What does he call himself? An agent of chaos Chaos. or something. So even the interior decorating has to be messed up by him. What kind of sexual assault involves rearranging furniture? (laughs) (laughs) It's just everything everywhere. For a real neat freak, that would really upset them. And that's all he wants to do. That's it. He wants to add insult to injury. Not only am I killing everybody in your family, but you got to clean this shit up. Mm-hmm. So Lewis again switches vehicles. He kills the driver. He dumps the body in some water. Probably has another vehicle. Check missing persons, carjacking reports, everything. Lieutenant, they found a float over by the boat slip. They don't know who that guy is, how he got there, if that's even important, but they know something. It has something to do with Lewis. Rollins' discovery through the cochlear implant of the owner of that car was the best detectiving we've seen on the show in a long time. We caught a lucky break. Danny Weston, 26, he had a cochlear implant. So while they waited to hear back from the manufacturer, I went ahead and called New York Eye They ID'd him within the hour. They only do like a, a hundred. Okay, he's deaf. What kind of car is he driving? And yet, uh, Murphy or whatever his name is, who puts her down this entire episode, also yells at her in that scene after she actually does the great he detectiving. Unimpressed. He's like, wrap it up, Rollins. I don't need to know how the sausage is made, okay? Yeah. Just tell me that we found the guy. You can see totally why she wants to fuck him. I know. He, she loves you <laughs> to put him her down. down. Oh, put a baby in I me. I know. I know. She really loves being mistreated. He's like negging her and it's working. Yeah. It's yeah. working. She's like, hate me, please. Hate me. <laughs> She's like, we got lucky. The guy had a cochlear implant. 
You know who isn't lucky? The dead guy with the hearing impairment who just fished <laughs> out of the pond. <laughs> lucky. By the way, Lewis calls into the SVU squad room to make his demands. And then Liv goes all back to junior high school like, I don't want to pick it up too soon. I don't want him to think I'm desperate. (laughs) I'm going to call him back in five days. I'm going to play it cool. She read the rules. She read the rules. (laughs) By the way, Lewis calls SVU. He FaceTimed Liv when he escaped. Where is he getting all these phone numbers? They're in his head. (laughs) They're in his head. He memorizes them. He memorized Liv's, right? He had to have. By the way, he FaceTimed called from somebody else's phone while he was driving. Yeah. With one Not hand. Not safe, Lewis. Yeah, it's just, that's I'm a bad boy. I'm texting <laughs> while I'm driving. How did he keep the phone from connecting to the Bluetooth, too? He like, it was a trick. It was really good. Yeah, yeah. It's like, good thing. This was before Face ID, obviously. Yeah. Was, he just guessed, like, what her PIN code would be. The nurse's PIN code. No, no. What he did was he put it up to her face, and then he disabled that. Come on. She was hanging in that closet. 2014. They didn't have that. See how small those iPhones were? (laughs) Can we just talk for a second about that poor young actress playing Amelia and the nasty stuff she has to be subjected to sitting next to Lewis in the back of that car when he's talking about how the wonderful age of 12. 12 is such a lovely age. They start to look like a woman. Feel like a woman. They still smell like a little girl. Shampoo and baby powder. This is the most traumatizing acting job I think ever. And yeah. and her parents are like behind the camera watching. <laughs> I can't imagine they would have you're out of show business. We're done. All I could think of was is like, God, please let this be one of those situations where that person is like twenty seven pretending yeah. to be twelve. <laughs> please. She's please. a small person. And- or or just like like look super young. Please, yeah. please. That's please. show where the person goes undercover to like find sexual pedophiles yes and she like puts on a wig and stuff please yes. let it be her please, she has please i think he like almost licks her face yes. it's very traumatic it's now. disgusting yeah and the stage yeah. mom is like well this was a good idea at the time <laughs> <laughs> she wanted her sag card so yeah. it's worth it i thought you were gonna be like in a gap ad well, <laughs> <she's> like, <laughs> the residuals will be coming in for a well, while that is actually true yeah <laughs> she's episode- like she's like but the pay is weird because it's episode 19 on Hulu in episode 20 and Peacock. So getting two different checks. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start Start saving saving today. today. Visit sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Now let's take a look at the second half of this episode. The signal to Amelia's phone was bounced from a burner phone in Midtown, so Benson guesses Lewis is going to the apartment of his defense attorney. Olivia, you found me. I did. Your former lawyer's your next vic? 
You know, the smart ones change their patterns. Is Amelia still with you? It's always about the girl with you, isn't it? You don't care about my attorney? Her trials? You remember the smell of gas, detective? Burning flesh? I bet you do. Louis, please, just stop. Olivia believes the only way to ensure Amelia's safety is to do what Louis wants. Confess to beating him while he was cuffed and perjuring herself at trial. Benson holds a press conference to make the statement, but Lewis doesn't release the girl or turn himself in. Murphy orders Benson to hole up in a hotel, but after getting a text message from Lewis, she slips her protective detail and commandeers a car. She drives to the set of Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, <laughs> where Lewis is waiting for her at gunpoint. He drives to an abandoned container ship, kind of dock mm-hmm. area. Set Who, of the wire. So yeah, set of the wire. <laughs> Who the fuck knows where he's holding Amelia. He ties Liv up, gropes her all around, and seems to stop his attempted rape when it's clear that she's not going to give him the satisfaction of being afraid. Instead, he forces her into a game of Russian roulette, each of them taking turns putting the revolver to their heads and pulling the trigger. Outside, SVU has traced a car to the harbor and begins a search of the area for them. Knowing the cops are closing in and reminding Liv she's already publicly confessed to brutalizing him once, he holds the gun just far enough away from his temple. Hoping it will look again like Benson was the aggressor, Lewis fires the weapon and kills himself. What a happy ending. Yeah. Okay, so let's recap Lewis's arc because he's a really important person in the canon of SVU. Uh, he was arrested by SVU after a simple indecent exposure complaint in Central Park. And when they learned he did things like burned off his fingertips, they suspect he's not as he seems. Yep. Rollins could sense that. Yeah. yeah. That was her best, actually, detective work ever. She could sense there was something off with him. That's right. And she was fucking right. So the witness in that case was later kidnapped and raped by Lewis. And then when he makes bail on that charge, he kidnaps Benson. Season finale cliffhanger. And then we later see that Lewis is dragging Benson to different places, making her watch him rape and kill people before they end up, they end up at this remote beach house. And she's cuffed to the bed. He's torturing her he's burning her with hot things and before he can rape her she breaks free strikes him with the metal bar as we hear even though he's handcuffed he taunts her into the beating yep and uh so he represents himself in court later and cross-examines benson getting to her head even more and the entire ordeal sends olivia into extensive therapy with a psychiatrist played by Mr. Noodle from Elmo's World. That's right. <laughs> but you're forgetting actually an important detail, What's which that? I think is actually important in this episode, too. He actually can't rape Olivia. He can rape everyone else. Why is that? Because he can't, like, get it up for Olivia. You like, think? No, that's actually a plot point. Am I not? Am I remembering this wrong? I think it's like she's too important or precious or yes. something mm. or like he's built it up so much in his mind yes. that it, he has stage fright you right. mean it's like doing a mandolin audition it's <laughs> <laughs> a prescription yeah no like he he can't she kind of taunts him about that in the house like he can't do it like he, mm. he she literally watches him rape like a lot of people she watches him kill a cop Yep. Mm-hmm. Like she watches older him, like, ladies. Yeah. Like senior it's horrible. And then like yeah. when you and you actually think as a viewer that it's going to you've already watched her on this show, like almost have like, you know, you see her almost get raped in prison. Yeah. You see all these prison. Yeah. Yeah. You think it's going to happen and then it doesn't. And it and it's pretty clear. Like he can't. That's it. 
That's all you're gonna give me, huh? Just gonna stand there, play possum. And then in this episode, I actually I remember watching it the first time and being thinking, thinking like, it's not gonna happen because he can't. And again, he can't. Because mm. there's no reason why he wouldn't after we see him literally rape everybody else he encounters except for that. Do you think the show thinks it would be too far for her character? Oh, I don't, I don't think the show will ever let her get. So yeah, it's all, it's actually she'll essential. get really yeah. close. Oh, yeah. I, I just I just don't think I don't think that they would go there. But I also knew it wouldn't happen with him because I knew as a viewer that he can't do that to her. Mm. He can do it to literally everybody, anybody else but her. I, I've said that Maloney leaving and making it the Mariska show was the big turning point for SVU. But I really believe that the Lewis arc and Benson's trauma, a once and for all turn SVU into a show for real life trauma victims and change yeah. so much about it. I think so too. And I think her lying on the stand is the stupidest, MacGuffiniest like plot point to like put on her. Because I don't think as a viewer, I mean, we obviously do not believe in police brutality and like, you know. But there's a line. Does anybody yeah, in the audience give a shit that she was beating that guy no. while he was handcuffed? I mean, this is the one instance in my entire life, uh, fictionally, where I am like, 100% you should have fucking killed that guy. Go for it. <laughs> Beat him harder. It's fine. We're fine with it, Olivia. It's like they make, they blame the victim. And then I had to watch the next episode to see how this all resolves because I had forgotten. And hypothetically, if I were to admit it on the stand, you'd leave yourself open to charges of assault, excessive force, perjury. Your account of what happened at the granary would be called into question. You'd lose your job, your pension, risk jail time. So let's agree not to talk about that. All right. The whole episode is about her being on trial, basically, yeah. for shooting him. Yeah. Like, it's it's brutal. Yeah. What I mean, this guy was a serial rapist murderer. Yeah. And someone got in a couple extra licks in. And be yeah. like, <laughs> most people be like, give her a medal. Yep. But the whole, and also corrupt New York Police Department would 100% be like, give her a medal. But the whole thing where she gives the police press conference thing, it's like, it's just stupid, low stakes plot point. Hold on right. to that thought, because yeah. that's my, right. my next right. thing where I'm okay. going to go. By the way, when you- Okay, can I just finish anything? Yeah. Especially like the corrupt as fuck New York Police Department. Yeah, it's no big deal. So when you see on USA that it's a Lewis episode, you either really love it or you change the channel, right? I've seen them all so many times. It's just background noise. Yeah, it is okay. <laughs> They're so hard. Another old like, lady is being burned with a cigarette. It's fine. It's, yeah. <laughs> I know. I find this extra traumatizing because it's happening to live. So mm -hmm. for me, it's like, it's more than just, why couldn't you give me like an easy breezy sex trafficking case mm. episode? Yeah. Instead, <laughs> I got Russian roulette with Liv. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I yeah. won't watch these more than once. And then you force me to. Sorry. Sorry. That's okay. Hey, oh, it wasn't oh, me, it wasn't actually, though. You, you yeah. just yeah. apologize. No, hey, if you want to be in show business, you got to suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you had it worse than that little girl that had to have Pablo Shriver <laughs> licking her face? You know what? He gave her an apple. And she refused yeah. it. At least he wanted her to be nourished during yeah. the kidnapping ordeal. <laughs> Benson puts on a full dress uniform to make a statement about beating Lewis while he's subdued. Yep. And then they play it live in Times Square. Yep. The assault was nothing less than police brutality and excessive force. I apologize for the inhumanity of my actions and for my perjury. 
Times Square, people are like looking up and it's like, we interrupt our scrolling ads for Book of Mormon in the M&M store to bring you the story of police brutality yeah. being told by the police. I guess they were playing NBC News live in Times yeah. Square, right? It was closed captioned and everything. <laughs> this makes every episode after this where Olivia walks up to a victim and she's like, I'm Sergeant Benson. How can I help you? And they're not like, oh, yeah, I know you. You were in Times Square and you were kidnapped by that crazy guy. And then you were put on trial for killing him. I Everyone knows who you are. That's right. But no one recognizes her after this. No, no. I mean, if the sex traffickers aren't going to recognize Murphy from his, his press conference, <laughs> no one's going to recognize Benson from hers. Um, I love when all this is going down and they're in the precinct and um, Finn is just eating Chinese food. <laughs> Not a care in the world. And he's doing it with chopsticks, which I thought was, he's a cultured man. Yes. He's like a renaissance man. He can rap and he can eat with chopsticks. That's I right. I impressed. He knows yeah. which gang an inmate belongs to just by the look of his tattoos. Yep. He knows everything. Mm-hmm. Super impressed. So Benson is taken away by a plainclothes security detail to a hotel restaurant, and she is sitting there with her bulletproof vest on. Yeah. Why be in plain clothes if the person you are protecting has a huge sign that says police on her back? <laughs> yes. They are the horniest detail I have ever seen in my entire life, first of all. <laughs> I thought they were going to just start boning under the table. <laughs> Mr. Right turns out to be Mr. Right now, or Mr. Wrong. Now, how's that possible? You're smart, sexy, the whole package. Uh, this is from the guy with the wedding ring. Do you mind if I uh, use the ladies' room? Be like, <laughs> Olivia, you can fend for yourself. Right. <laughs> Second of all, that is the most conspicuous bulletproof vest I've ever seen. And why was her shield on the outside of it? I mean, we you all mean know why. Yes. Yeah. We all know why. It was so that she could later grab that car. I mean, that's the only reason why, for plot device mm-hmm. reasons. But then when they took her to, like, what, that restaurant? Like, they didn't just get like order in like they're protecting her she's supposed to be under like lock and key and they take her to like a fancy restaurant so they could be horny these two security guards have wanted to have sex and have an affair because he's married which Mm -hmm. we learn he has a ring and they've they've like this is our date night this is we're not gonna let olivia ruin it we're going to the fancy restaurant john you promise you take me (laughs) she looks like the little kid at take your daughter to work day while she's sitting there (laughs) she doesn't seem to understand the gravity of the situation like how many people lewis has killed at this point yeah she's like this is just another duty for me it's nothing yeah by the way, I realize those vests only go down to like the mid rift. Yeah, they do not protect you if you take one in the fupa. They also don't protect <laughs> your head. They don't protect really anything. No, <laughs> but it's like <laughs> if you take one in the gunt, you're like, oh no, no. I got one. One of them slipped in. Uh, so she's going to go into the bathroom stall to secretly read the text. By the way, I'm just going to call it the dyslexic iPhone. Yes. Because the received text is on the side of the sent text. Okay. So oh. it looks like she's sending the photo, but, yes. you know, boomers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so she turns to that cop and says, Goodbye. I'll be right outside. I got to drop a deuce here. I'm about to take a huge dump. <laughs> I do not want you to hear the splash. <laughs> Just do me a solid, will you? Because mm. I'm about to do a solid. Mm. I took my Benefiber today because right. I needed to be regular. <laughs> she says, I'll, I'll, all right, I'll just be outside. She wasn't outside. No, she no, was horny. She was- 
horny for that <laughs> yeah. married dude. They're having sex in the coat room of that <laughs> yeah. restaurant. Apparently, you can leave the restroom without having to go back through the bar. Right. Where the restaurant. So, hey, great place to go get a meal. Yeah. You can dine and dash real fast. Pablo Schreiber got a lot of thigh groping and booby squeezing there on Mariska Hargitay in this episode. Yeah. That is a $450,000 an episode feel you just copped. Yes. But I wonder if, because I feel like she's very nice and makes friends with the guest stars and like hangs out with them. But in this case, do you think she kept some sort of emotional distance so that she could really have that real terrified acting? Can you imagine if he's method? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) So starting in 2004, Mariska was nominated for an Emmy eight times with one win, Golden Globe win as well. The last time she won an Emmy was 2011. She did not get nominated for her work on this season or these episodes. And I say that means that they will never nominate her again. Agreed. That is a crime. Well, it's because SVU, like, it made the turn, what, season 10 and 11, to be like a cheesy show, right? It started out taking itself real seriously. And then they started having monkeys and basketballs. And, like, no one ever (laughs) took the show seriously again. Yeah. Yeah. And also there's, I mean, other things that came in the... There's other prestige, prestige shows. TV started showing up, yes. Yeah. I don't know how you are Mariska, you send in this that is your nomination reel and they don't just give her the award. Yeah. I don't know, maybe because it was, you know, eight times already, they were ready to move on to somebody else. Also, I don't even know if she was really submitting anymore. I just We found out that Candace Bergen stopped submitting after her fifth Emmy. Yeah, no, I honestly think that it's just, I think the rise of prestige TV, I really do think, it's funny because SVU, it's like when I tell people that like our whole family watches SVU and we love it, it's like an, people are really, people think it's cheesy. Yeah, they don't see it as prestige television. It is cheesy a lot of the time. This episode happens happens to be intense as fuck. It is also mm-hmm. a very poorly written episode of television. <laughs> Her performance is incredible in a yeah. very poorly episode written of television. Yeah. She only did honest. the whisper acting that <laughs> drives me crazy. She only did it once or twice where yes. she's talking totally normal volume and then one word. It's very <laughs> quiet. And then like... <laughs> All right, let's take a look at the real life story that inspired this episode. It's time for Rip from the Headlines. You think... Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait. You look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money. A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today you know who did it you think you know who did it but you don't know who did it you don't know who did it rip from the headlines plot points for this episode are taken from the 1995 case of jillian guess the 40 year old guess was a juror in a vancouver gang-related murder case 
During the eight-month trial, she began giving longing stares to one of the defendants, Peter Gill. Since he was out on bail, Gill was free to follow guests around town. He approached her at McDonald's to proclaim his innocence. They began flirting outside the courthouse and later snogged in a public park. The secret relationship turned sexual. During deliberations, guests convinced the other jurors to acquit Gill and his co-defendants. Now a free man, Gill and guests began dating in public. Police spotted the pair dancing in a nightclub. They tapped her phone and put microphones in her bedroom, eventually getting recordings of guests admitting to the affair while the murder trial was still underway. The Crown charged guests with obstruction of justice. Guests showed up at court in revealing outfits and vamped for the media. After her own jury found her guilty, she told the press she'd been convicted for falling in love. Gillian Guest was sentenced to 18 months in prison, but served just 12 weeks. So at the time of her arrest, Gillian Guest was pursuing a career in what? What? Criminology. Nice. Of course. (laughs) She really dove headfirst into those studies. Yeah. (laughs) Well, look, she said that the first time Gil came to her house, he had an irresistible bad boy look, leather jacket and unkempt hair. I would have thought being at the defendant's table in a murder trial was bad boy enough. <laughs> he had to throw Dylan McKay on top of it? Damn. Yeah. I know he's a killer, but he reminds me of Fonzie. <laughs> so one of the weirdest details of their investigation, while police tapped the phone she used with her niece at that home, they learned that her niece was sleeping with David Duchovny of the X-Files. What? At the same time, she was sleeping with Vancouver Canucks right-winger Pavel Buer. Wait, was this while David Duchovny was married to Taya Leone and had to go to, like, sex camp? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> they were shooting X-Files in Vancouver, so... Yeah, wow. Wow. Hmm. Wow. That's a lot. That's a wow. lot. Remember when, day- when David Duchovny had to go to sex camp? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a persuasive wife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look, there were a lot of firsts in this case. First time in Canada, a juror had been charged with a crime. The first time jury deliberations were made public. Hmm. And the first time a defendant was barred from being in the courtroom for certain testimony in the trial. Her and her attorney couldn't come in for certain bits of testimony. Why? I don't know. It's a crazy fucking trial. I have a question. Yeah. Do they have a double jeopardy situation in Canada? I think so. So, like, does he get, like, can't get retried because he had no. technically had a trial the first time? Yes. Amazing. What a scam. Yeah. Wow. Good for him. That should be a movie. Yeah. Do, well, they, still have, do they still have a relationship after this? No, I don't believe so. Oh, what a scam. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Society couldn't handle their relationship and them apart. It's well, so sad. Well, there ought to be a movie. There was there was a Canadian TV movie. Of course. It was called The Love Crimes of Jillian Guest. Starring? I starred Jolie Collins, daughter of Phil Collins, <gasps> oh. and half-sister of Lily Collins. <gasps> so, you know, she's the underachiever in the family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there was a review... Uh, left for this uh, movie on IMDb. It said, I just got home from seeing this film and I have never posted a review here, but I felt like it was my solemn duty to warn others. This is the worst movie I've seen in my life, bar none. (laughs) Real question. Yeah. 
Um, how do you get home from seeing a made-for-TV movie? It was at some <laughs> film festival. It's a Canadian <laughs> film festival. They have to bring, bring in TV movies. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Now it just makes me want to watch it, though. Yeah. The worst movie this person has ever seen. That's something. So she was sentenced to serve her time at a prison that was known as Camp Cupcake. <laughs> oh God, the way, because she would just lick the frosting off of it. Yes. It was filled with drugs. That's going to do it for us. We want to thank our guest, Kimberly, from the Date with Dateline podcast. Kimberly, how can our listeners follow you online? Uh, Date Dateline on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Sorry we keep giving you shitty episodes to talk about. It's, it's kind of my badge of honor now, so I'm really proud of it. I hope the next one, if I'm ever invited back, will be just as terrible. Why don't you pick one that's not as horrible <laughs> and we'll talk. Rebecca Lavoie, how can our listeners follow you? Twitter and Instagram, I'm at Reb Lavoie. And you can track me on Twitter at Kevin P. Flynn. You can also tweet to us at Law & Order Pod or follow us on Instagram at These Are Their Stories Podcast. Our newsreader was Cy Freighter. Our theme music was composed and performed by Uncanny Valleys. Content assistance from Travis Roy, Lily Flynn handles promotions. To get ad-free episodes of These Are Their Stories a week early, sign up for Stitcher Premium. All clips in this podcast were used in compliance with the U.S. Copyrights Act fair use exemption for criticism and commentary. Go to lawandorderpodcast.com and sign up for our newsletter for a chance to be our next Law & Order Marathon winner. These Are Their Stories was recorded in the Yoga Loft above the Bodega in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi studio and is a production of Partners in Crime Media. 